Welcome back. Last episode, we talked with Drs. Beth Phillips and Nelda Godfrey about their novel work with the International Society for Professional Identity in Nursing. Today, we return to continue discussing the importance of professional identity in nursing. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to turn the measuring idea over to Nelda because I think she has something to share about that one. Yeah. yeah. So um, hold on to your seats because we've done what we needed to do to get this moved forward and be this big. So just as a teaser, where some of our colleagues are going or they are going to try and bring all of this information to the public. So we have a group that, I mean, and in nursing, we don't do this very often, but we are planning on bringing this to the public. So uh, we had this iterative group in 2018 that met for a day and a half with really good facilitation. We used a participatory action research approach. We vetted and and met every three months after that first year to solidify what the definition of professional identity in nursing was, what the definition of each of the four domains was. I told you about some of the changes that we made. Then we determined key elements, competencies, exemplars. We wrote scripts for video um, uh, performances, if you will. Uh, and and did that heavy lifting early on. And then very quickly after that, decided it's time to do an instrument. So we have done an instrument at with the highest level of um, integrity that measures all four of the subscales and has been tested with first 1,100 educators and nurse, pardon me, nurse educators and nurse educator administrators, and then another 600 nurses in practice. So we have a reliable and valid instrument that measures not only professional identity, but the four subscales, and it's measured twice. It's a what you call a truth scale. So if you say um, what one of the um, elements for knowledge is is recognizes cues and patterns, okay? One of the one of the elements for knowledge is recognizes cues and patterns. And so you use a Dreyfus scale, novice to expert, a five component Dreyfus scale to assess your own skill in that area. Am I proficient? Am I competent? Am I a novice? Am I mas- a master at it? And then we also, at the same time, when you're saying recognizing cues and patterns, you say, thinking about my work environment, what would I say about my work environment's um, expression of where they are on the skill level uh, using the Dreyfus skill model? Are they proficient? Are they competent? Are they masters? Are they novices? What is my work environment like? And so we have the data from that. And Beth has figured out the scaling, and we can now do aggregate scoring, and we have this ready for people to use in research studies with, um, and actually with all nurses everywhere. That's quite the claim to be able to make, that we have an instrument that is robust enough to be used with all nurses everywhere. 
I want to add a caveat that we don't, we're not sure that it's for students though, because students are just in the learning process. So we actually have one of our work groups looking now at instrument development for nursing students, because if we can't expect them to be at the level that we would expect nurses to be at. So one more thing I would say, and I, I really hope to have your questions very soon. I want to know what you're thinking. Uh, the So the four domains that we determined, those were domains for nursing in a contemporary sense. So many of us are fans of Florence Nightingale. But this is a contemporary assortment of professional identity terms. And it's been vetted and and iteratively determined and worked on. And I mean, it's this is well studied. Um, and so I think that's a really important point here that this didn't just come out of nowhere. We weren't sitting at a kitchen table deciding what was going on the survey. This has been very well tested. Um, and we've uh, when we did the conceptual model, that model was tested with US educated nurses and internationally educated nurses. And the four domains held together. It was the historical, political, um, societal influences that were different. But the, the, the nugget of that professional identity held together. Nancy Krieger and I did a philosophic inquiry on professional ident professionalism in nursing back in 2011. And we found through that scholarly work that it's like a sieve. Professionalism in nursing is like a sieve. You don't get words that hang together. And so we are suggesting, let's set that back on the shelf. That was a useful, the definition of professionalism was useful in 1904 with the Flexner Report. And let's set that on the shelf and let's use professional identity moving forward. So what questions and thoughts do you all have? Oh, so many. You are just, you're having my mind. Um spin with in a really good way. And I, for my first and foremost thought I want to get out there is I think that this is going to have a huge impact and be paradigm shifting, especially because I agree with Michelle that I think in many nursing programs across the country, uh, we have a lot of opportunity to grow in our um, excellence in teaching professional identity and socializing nursing and nurses to the nursing profession. And so I think that this can be a huge paradigm shift for educators that um, oftentimes this is the two credit course that gets put online. And in the, in the eyes of the students, it's that other thing I have to do on top of my core patho and farm and specialties that they put a lot of their effort and time and attention to. And it's just this other thing. And it's really shifting to this is the, this is the big thing. This is the foundation upon which everything else builds, um, and anchors. So that was my first response. And, and my question, and, and I think it's, um, Michelle knows I'm the one that comes from this from a different angle. So I think for the, for the audience might be listening and thinking about professional identity and personal identity and the cohesiveness of this, which is wonderful. I love the articulation of that. There may be folks in the audience thinking, okay, well, we can swing the pendulum too far the other way. And because we're in a service profession, a giving profession that innately pours ourselves into our service work, it's giving of ourself. 
Um, has your work in this area taken you into the realm of the compassion fatigue, the the other outcomes that happen when the cohesiveness between self and professional identity gets so blended that the professional identity really is taken on as a personal identity? And that may be a bigger, big, juicy question that we can only sort of scratch the surface of, but that's where my head's going right now. So I can tell you, I'm an ethicist and I have a, a big background with the ethics research. And in the early days of bioethics, we looked at nursing, a research study about asking nurses what their theoretical framework was for approaching ethical issues in nursing practice. And they didn't have anything that talked like nursing. They had everything that talked about their person. So I would argue that number one, I mean, shout it from the rooftops, that the person we are is so incredibly important in this nursing endeavor, that we don't subrogate that to, to this four domain notion of professional identity. It is only an additive. So we wouldn't want any of the uniqueness of any of nurses to be uh, uh, dampened by this. It's simply another item to hold on to, another idea to hold on to, which is germane for every profession every profession. So it's really important to me that we don't, that we, we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion along with professional identity, as is written in the new AAC and essentials, um, and also developing a professional identity in nursing. These things are really important, but they don't take away that individual at all in the mix. But it does give us some common ground. It does give us uh, a way to to teach it, to way to communicate this. And I hope, well, and I believe that these four domains are non-emotional domains. And I think they will move us away from this idea of compassion fatigue and exhaustion and burnout. Imagine if you are, a, a, I'll just kind of make this up as I go along, but if, if you are a C sweet person. And you say, oh, I don't know what the nurses want. Can't figure out what the nurses want. And what you are hearing is the nurses want more compensation. Well, there's a reason why. But what if the nurses can then say also, I need, I've done ECMO once and I'm terrified. I need some more training on doing ECMO. Or our unit could really be benefit from nursing ethics rounds because we have so many ethical issues here, we need to have time and space to discuss them. Or I want to be a leader in place on my unit, but I need more background to be able to do that. I really need some education on this. Or comportment, we really, on our unit, we need to raise that level of respect to a high enough level that it permeates our unit. And so we've given people words that are more than the limited words our young discipline has. And I would I would totally agree with you. And Rachel, I think your question is really critical for we have to solve that or we're going to be in big trouble as we move forward because I think that's part of the missing link. And I would make the case that self-care is embedded in all of those domains the knowledge of it, the values and ethics of it, the as nurse, as leader, part of the element is advocacy, and that includes self-advocacy, and then comportment as well. I can't have, my behaviors will show if I'm not taking care of self first. 
And so that has to be part of that, even for educators. Um, I think that for too long in our profession, we have kind of gone by our traditions and and there's been bullying, there's been mistreatment of each other. Um, even we ran into a situation, we believe as an organization, we believe that nurse as leader starts from LPNs to the highest ranking nurse that exists. And LPNs are leaders of their clients, they're leaders of their work, they learn about conflict resolution, they learn about good communication skills, they learn about teamwork. All of these are leader characteristics that they can carry with them wherever they go. And so one of our groups wrote a paper and sent it to a journal I will not name, and it was denied because we included LPNs and they felt like the word professional should never go hand in hand with LPNs. And I mean, if our profession can't get past those kind of things, I've been hearing that I've been in this now for 40 years and I've been hearing it that whole time. And it's been longer than that. We've got bigger fish to fry. We have bigger issues and we need to get past it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and there's a connotation of value with that, right? What are we saying about how we value the, the all the members of our profession uh, when when that's the, the connotation and the, the paradigm that, that we carry with that? So I, I agree. I appreciate your thoughts on that. Can I jump right back to, I just want to emphasize that we have a subgroup working on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging as a it is a concept that has to be hand in hand with professional identity formation. It has to be part of our work. And we have a conceptual model now. We want that to be blended into everything that we do because otherwise we're going to leave people out with all of the health inequities that we're seeing today. Nursing has an opportunity to really make a major change in this country and in the world if we can embrace that because we have our hands everywhere in schools and in businesses and in industry and in politics and everywhere. And so we feel really about that. Uh, and we have a very active group that's moving and our the chair of our group is actually a very, uh, someone you may value very much, Dr. Janice Brewington. And she has just led our group and we're doing some amazing things, but that is our next big uh, endeavor is to make sure that people see that connection. That's great. And I think to also circle back, I think what I keep hearing you saying is this integration piece, you know, that um, professional identity has to be integrated with DEI, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. It also needs to be integrated with um, understanding how to take care of yourself. And then I heard you from kind of a bigger perspective talk about how professional identity needs to be integrated with accreditation standards. So it kind of comes sort of from our um, guiding principles that help us to create our programs. Um, I am curious, I know in, in nursing education is making this move towards competency-based education, AACN being one of the organizations that have taken a, a really big step in that direction with the AACN essentials. Um, I'm curious, and I really, because I don't know, I'm 
not that verse in the essentials line by line is professional identity showing up in the essentials. Um, and I'm thinking that might also help with some of the integration for the uh, academic piece of, of our learners development. I'll go ahead and take that Beth. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, so one of the great things about nursing is that we have three different accrediting organizations for our nursing programs, there's nothing wrong with that. There are five in business. I mean, it's okay that we've got three different accrediting groups. It's just not a problem. Uh, but what is good is that we don't have all three that have gone off and and um, written the structure that should be around uh, nursing, professional nursing education. Um, that has been to, to date handled by AACN uh, and then accredited through CCNE. So we, they say, whoever they are, say that any innovation takes 16 years to get churned through an accreditation process. Okay. I mean, you think about new innovations that have happened in medicine and whatever. 16 years, it took two. Because as the new essentials were being developed, we brought this forward to the leaders and they said, oh my gosh, we need this. We really need this. So domain nine is listed as professionalism, but I think it was too new for people to accept professional identity. If you look, the definition of professionalism is exactly the definition of professional identity. So, and all of the domains under that and the sub, sub all of the competencies under that and the subcompetencies relate to professional identity as we're defining it today. Um, the best news is that there is one, 9.5 is de, uh, is demonstrate a professional identity of nursing. 9.6 is integrate diversity, equity, and inclusion in one's professional identity of nursing. And what's fabulous is AACN talks and talks and talks about DEI. But the only competency that it is listed in specifically is this one. So this is ours to lose. So integrating diversity, equity, and inclusion in one's professional identity is just on a platter waiting for us to take. <laughs> and what we're seeing from this, this is new for us. We didn't realize that we need to take our faculty through the same process we would take our students through. So now we're starting to do workshops that treat the faculty totally as learners and say, so let's evaluate where you are on values and ethics and where you are on knowledge and nurse as leader in professional comportment. And let's start to use this as a frame. You don't have to use it as your life frame, but start using it as a frame. And then last week, we found out that one of our colleges in Canada has adopted the professional identity and nursing uh, domains as the framework for their curriculum. This is incredible work, um, oh, great. both Nelda and Beth. And I think you closed the loop beautifully by talking about how this integration is showing up in some of the competencies that are really guiding our curricula and um, on the academic side, hoping that that will then transition our learners into practice with some good um opportunities to demonstrate professional identity. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you're both welcome to join us. Yeah, oh, no baby. question. No question. <laughs> okay. You know, we really are trying to change the whole darn place. So 
come along with us and let's see whether we can get it done. We didn't think we'd be anywhere near we are where we are now. Yeah. So I guess anything is possible. So for people in the audience who are just, yes, I want to get on this train. I am passionate about this mission too. I want to learn more. I want to help out. Uh, what would you say to them in a way to get involved or learn more information? So the easiest way is to uh, Google professional identity in nursing and put KU School of Nursing with it. Um, that'll get you there fastest. Or you can email me and Godfrey at kumc.edu and we will get you on the distribution list. There is no cost to be part of the International Society for Professional Identity in Nursing. Well, thank you both. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor to really be in this space with you both to be able to talk about something so important. Thank, thank you for all your important work in this area. Thank you for joining us on this episode of NLN Nursing Edge Unscripted Surface. We hope you join us next time. Until then, remember, whether your water is calm or choppy, stay connected, get vulnerable, and dare to go beneath the surface. <laughs>